This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Here's something to think about. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we have done multiple segments over the past couple of weeks regarding mental health, because as I've said before, I think that mental health and uh, mental uh, mental conditions and challenges is oftentimes in the media the least reported story. And when it is reported, it is often the most inaccurately reported story for a variety of reasons. Well, you may not know that it is also Military Appreciation Month, and there is obviously some overlap between these two topics when it comes to awareness. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for making American Viewpoints part of your weekend and staying with us here. I am joined now by John Jones, who not only served in the United States Marine Corps, uh, he is also the Chief of Development at America's Warrior Partnership. And we'll get into what that does in a little bit, John. But first of all, thank you so much for being on the program. And this is an incredibly difficult topic for so many people. One, because it involves mental health, which makes people uncomfortable when it comes to veterans we also have that added layer of so many life challenges that we see with veterans so often regarding homelessness and even even tragically suicide as well. So let's start with how widespread is mental health concerns with military veterans in our in our country? Because obviously it's not everybody who served in the military, but it's probably, I'm going to guess, more prevalent than what people may realize. Yeah, Mike. Well, thank you for having me on the show. On the show. And yes, um, mental health is an issue um, that we see in the veteran space, you know, across the board. But it's also not only just the mental health side of the house, but we have to look at it as kind of like the holistic uh, approach to um, everything that we do. So if you look at is, is, a, is the Let's let's just take homelessness and veteran suicide and losing your job, right? Are these going to be mental health issues if you get your job uh, lost, right? Let's say you lose your job, then you can't pay your mortgage, then you lose your lose your house. Now you're homeless, and it was just nothing more than life happens. It's uh, active circumstance, and does that drive the veteran down into a downward spiral? Yes, because who that would that would not only just drive the veteran down, but it would drive a normal person down uh, a downward spiral um, to uh, becoming homeless or in taking their own life. Right? I mean, that is that's a situation. So if we look at mental health, I'll just take my story for instance. You know, I was injured on my second tour to Iraq in on January 3rd of 2005. I was with my guys in Iraq. I get hit with the double stack anti-tank mine. I can't do my job anymore because I ended up losing both legs below the knee. And does that throw you into a mental health state of depression? Yes, because I couldn't do what I did before. And did I think about it? Did I lose my home? No, I didn't lose my home because I was still in the service. Uh, I didn't have a home at the time. The government was providing me one. Uh, but whenever I got out and, and undergoing two years of physical therapy and mental therapy uh, as well, that that created a, a big thing. But in 10 years afterwards, I thought I was doing really good until my 10-year mark. And then I went down the drain. 
because it was it because of war? I don't know. Yes, probably. But how do we get out of that and and do that? And that is with mental health pieces within the government of you know the VA system and saying, hey, if you need mental health, here's the resources that you can have. And I think that we've not spent enough in the mental health arena from the DOD level and the Veterans Administration level. And even though that's what's been on the news constantly, but it's not been implemented correctly in my, in my view. Because if I was able to get into a 13-week intensive program, but then my buddy couldn't get into an intensive program and then he ends up taking his life, that's a, that's a problem. And that actually happened. And I had the survivor guilt of I got in, but he didn't. And that was, huh, why did this happen? And then it, you know, that, that messes with your brain as well. Is the resources and the facilities not big enough to accept the post 9-11 and the veteran, uh, you know, in the veterans of Korea and Vietnam, because they're still dealing with mental health issues of what they went through in war. We're visiting with John Jones from uh, the America's Warrior Partnership. And that leads really, I think, right to where we wanted to go regarding some of the solutions. And I think, John, a lot of people are struggling with the concept because, John, you're in the Marine Corps. You fought. I mean, you you are among the toughest of the tough. And I'm not I'm not saying that for radio purposes. I mean, we look at uh, our military personnel for for, among other things, being so strong, being so tough. So a lot of people say, how can this happen? You're the you're the toughest. But uh, we realize you're also human is is what I think people are going to take from everything you just said. So how do we get from where we are right now with the system and those resources to where they should be as you've identified them? Well, I think it comes to a community-based level, right? So we have to, uh, the communities have to take care of their own, whether it be civilian or veteran. And I think that the veteran community and the civilian community have to work in a partnership together to really connect and collaborate with each other to get things going. So at America's Warrior Partnership, you know, what we do is we utilize an upstream approach to a veteran empowerment by utilizing a four-step plan, right? And that's to connect with the veteran, educate the veteran, advocate on behalf of the veteran, and collaborate with the within the veteran community. So if we utilize this four-step plan, not only the veteran, but their family members and the caregivers that support the veteran is what we have to do, right? Because if we can we, if we can do that connection within the communities to support the vet, we're going to see a lot better turnaround on mental health, suicide rates uh, across the board. And, you know, the goal is to improve the quality of life of all veterans, which in thus will help prevent or, you know, reduce veteran suicide. John, when we look about the look at those partnerships you just mentioned, obviously there there are things that you've identified with the VA that can be better, and you've referenced those a couple of times. Anytime there's a partnership, that means there's somebody else. In this case, community stakeholders, community organizations as well. What kind of education do they generally need to know to be able to bring their part of of the partnership into fruition? Well, see, so so what we utilize is a community integration model. 
right? So where in our, so America's Warrior Partnership, our network is in over 622 counties across all 50 states. Um, we have over 600 national collaborators, whether it be governmental um, side of the house and NGOs, non-governmental service organizations that we utilize to help the veteran and get them connected within their community. Let's just say you live in uh, Kalamazoo, uh, Michigan. Well, if Kalamazoo doesn't have an infrastructure set up to help the veterans, then what we do is we come in and help them to um, you know, collaborate with them to get their resources in one spot so the veteran can go one place and find it. So if they don't have that, then the network, uh, one of our um, one of our programs will reach out to over, you know, our 600 national partners to help get them what they might not have in their community. Does that, does that make sense? Oh, it, it really does. And so America's Warrior Partnership is uh, where people can learn a lot more. What's the website address? What's the the social media? Because whether or not you're involved in uh, a military family, it sounds like this is something that probably everybody could uh, could learn something from. Right. So um, if anybody needs help in any veteran, no matter what it might be, they can go to americaswarriorpartnership.org and they can go in and get the resources that they need through the network. So if you go to our website and it's really easy, navigatable, you click on, you know, get connected to the network and you hit it. And then you can fill out a self-referral form within 24 hours you're going to be contacted by the network to, <clears throat> pardon me, to get, you know, your case started. So we have a 93% success rate within all of the cases that we receive. And this is not just the veteran. This can be the spouse. This could be the child of that veteran, uh, the caregiver of that veteran to get assistance. All right. Once again, that is americaswarriorpartnership.org. Johnny, I really appreciate you sharing your story and being a part of the program this week. I, I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time and uh, for getting this out there. And if you want to hear these interviews again, or you want to share them with somebody, be sure to look up American Viewpoints on Facebook because we post these the following week and you can easily send it to somebody who needs it. Thank you for making American Viewpoints part of your weekend. I'm Mike Ferguson, and we will talk to you again next week.